The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. RTE representatives back before the Oireachtas Media Committee today answering questions, offering excuses. Sean Defoe, our political correspondent, has been monitoring it all. Sean, what have we learned? Hey, Kieran. Yeah, look a lot from Kevin Backhurst today. And obviously the first thing we learned that there is now a recruitment freeze in place at RTE. Kevin Backhurst telling staff in an email this morning and that also that there is going to be a cut down on discretionary expenditure. And that is things that ranges from the RTE player, from some work that was being done on that outside broadcast, which obviously can be expensive. New kit for some of their radio studios, which uh, which he described as as falling apart, uh, all basically stopped until they get some sort of security for the future of the, the TV licence or whatever is going to replace it. And I think Shuni Riley, quite interestingly, the chair of the board in her opening statement, very, very critical of the TV licensing. It was outdated, outmoded, it was from a different era and that it needs to be uh, replaced. Politicians, though, uh, asking a lot about the, the sort of expenses, the, the different bits that we've seen coming out for, you know, for example, this 240,000 euro for a, a photographer at Fair City over a three-year contract. That was described as ridiculous Mr. Backer sort of said he didn't really know how that had come about and he wanted to scrutinise the deals of the contract because he thinks that would be uh, would be quite mad to, if that was the sole total of their job, delivering 16 photos a week for, for 80 grand a year. And the idea of allowances came up. We obviously saw this in the 178 pages of documents that were released on Monday where there were people who had uh, car allowances yet didn't have to have a driver's licence, which struck a lot of people as weird. And it was one of the first things that Imelda Munster raised. Is there any one of the 61, in re- 61 people in receipt of the car allowance that actually um, have no driving licence? Is there anybody at uh, all? There could well be, Deputy. And I, this is why I said this when I was in the first week when I was asked about it. There is not, I don't know why they're called car allowances, frankly. It dates back to the 1980s. Um, they are management allowances. That's what they should be called, in my view, or they should be part of salaries that we declare full stop. Um, You don't have to have a car and you don't have to have a driving licence to get a so-called car allowance. And I don't understand why they're called car allowances. And it's something we'll deal with when we review all all allowances, which we'll do. All right. Uh, That's uh, Imelda Monster's exchange with Kevin Backhurst. Uh, What else uh, came up, John? I understand uh, RTE's location in the capital also discussed. Yeah, it's been a big talking point, particularly among the Fine Gael members of the Oireachtas Committee today, where they're looking at that lovely prime real estate out in Donnybrook and wondering, does Orty really need to be there? Does it have to be on that site? And what could they get? Some of the TDs like Kieran Cannon valuing the site at about half a billion euro. Kevin Backhurst disputed that a bit. He said that there's a number of listed buildings on the site, for example, which might hinder a development. Doesn't believe that they would get that much, but he did say it is something that they are looking at and potentially looking at other sites for, for moving the broadcaster. It was Senator Shane Castles of Fianna Fáil who questioned him on it. Have you looked at uh, scoping potential sites in the further reaches of Dublin if the full sale was on? And what RT would uh, require uh, to operate efficiently? Yes, we have looked at that. Um, we're looking at all options. Um, you know, I, I would say selling the site in Donnybrook sounds like a great instant solution. And um, we've, you know, we've priced up. You know, we're getting an estimate now for a latest valuation on it. But we've also priced up what it would cost to move to new premises to provide the kind of broadcast we want. And on that, can I just ask, because there has been um, work done on the RT campus and providing uh, new radio uh, facilities yes. for Morning Ireland and yes. late debate broadcast. Yes. What has been the cost of that investment at that end of the campus, away from the old radio centre? Yeah. Well, it's been millions. Mm-hmm. 
And, and the new radio studios are fantastic, and the old ones are falling apart, but we're still having to use at the moment. And unfortunately, one of the things that I've had to stop spending on for the moment is um, refitting some of the old radio studios where the sound mixer desks are not working on, but they're expensive to replace as well. So these are the kind of choices we're having to take. I mean, it's worth pointing out that all the money that they spent on new radio studios wouldn't be lost. I mean, a lot of that is kind of uh, technological investment. It can just be unbolted from the floor and moved to Ballymount or wherever it happens to be. So I'm uh, anyway, I'm not quite sure I buy the excuse that everything that they make uh, in, in sale of the land, they would have to spend on building new studios. I mean, they're sitting on prime real estate, the most expensive real estate in the entire state. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it is worth a pretty penny and they wouldn't spend near it uh, getting themselves up and running, particularly, Sean, if they were smaller, were they to get up and running elsewhere? And I understand, I mean, this was broached as well today. Yeah, like, look, that's, that's part of the question is one, the valuation. How much would you get for the site if you actually went and sold it? How much would it cost to buy an equivalent site and where would you put it? Would you have it in the, the greater outskirts of Dublin where still, things are still very expensive and it would cost you maybe a couple of hundred million to move and to even if you were taking yeah. with you a lot of that equipment. But, but the key thing to what you said it. there, and it's the premise of the question is an equivalent site. You don't necessarily need an equivalent site. There's nothing written in the stars that says RTE needs to be the size and scale that it currently is. No, and a few TDs raised that. They were making comparisons with the Ballymount site that Virgin Media is on, for example. I think it was Shane Castles as well who said that, you know, Ballymount is a, a three-bedroom uh, three semi-D. The current RT site in Donnybrook is equivalent to, you know, sort of a 12-bed apartment or something massively huge that you don't necessarily need. And you could do things on a bit more of a shoestring without reducing the content. That's kind of what Kevin Backhurst has been driving at, is that, look, if you do reduce the size of RT and the number of staff and all that sort of stuff, you have to look at an equivalent reduction in content, it was put to him some of the comments from Emma O'Kelly on this show and on others uh, about how they're not properly resourced in the in their newsroom, despite being the big, biggest newsroom of any broadcaster in, in the country. But it's something that Kevin Backhouse has been talking about. Look, if there's going to be a future RTE and this, he will publish a future document next month spelling that out, it will probably be a smaller organisation. Here's what he had to say. We, we have the immediate running the organisation for this year and next year. The strategy is will be costed but a lot of what's going to be in the strategy are not things we can achieve by the beginning of 2024 or even by the middle of 24 so if we're looking at selling part or all of Donnybrook if we're looking at other places around the country we want to move to and invest in if we're looking at uh, some form of targeted reshaping of the organization these are things that take not not weeks not months but they take years to achieve and a lot of it they have a price tag and we'll set that out because you know, if we're, going to, if we're going to go through a redundancy programme, which is voluntary redundancies, which is the only thing that I really would want to do, that has a price tag and it's not cheap to do. And frankly, we can't afford to do it now. If I wanted to make voluntary redundancies now, we can't afford it. Yeah, Kevin Backhurst uh, there answering that question uh, about the size and scale of the operation of voluntary redundancies. And ultimately, Sean, that's what it all comes down to, isn't it? It is money, 190 million they got from the licence fee last year. They're going to be 21 million down on it this year. They're looking for a bailout in the tens of millions. They can't even afford. I mean, people who say they should cut their cloth, they cannot even afford a voluntary redundancy scheme if they wanted to implement one. No, and it's sort of been the topic again and again, like, you know, Imelda Monster said, you're an organisation on the, the brink of bankruptcy, completely denied that. Other officials have said that they certainly have enough money to get through well into next year, taking in, in uh, <clears throat> 
taking in hand different loan provisions that they have. But the thing it comes down to is ultimately is insecurity. They don't know what kind of a budget is going to be there. There's an estimation of 21 million euro in lost license fee revenue alone just for this year. And what they want and desperately need is reform. But it's a bit like the, the you know the never ending circle. The government uh, won't talk about money until they get to reform and RT saying they need re- uh, money to reform. So we're kind of going backwards and forwards on that. I thought Brendan Griffin summed up probably the mood of most people at the committee when he said his license fee is up for renewal next week uh, and that he wouldn't trust them, frankly, with 160 euro, let alone 160 million. He'd rather spend it down the pub. At least he gets straight answers and better conversation. Well, all right. OK, <laughs> some hard hitting stuff from some TDs anyway. And listen, with all due respect, I said this to Kevin Backhurst because I think he has been impressive uh, since he took over. You can't, on the one hand, dismiss claims that you're on the brink of bankruptcy and then turn around and tell an Oireachtas Media Committee that you can't afford to fix a broken mixing desk in a studio. I mean, both cannot be true at the same time. You cannot be solvent and not afford a few hundred quid or a couple of grand to fix a mixing desk. Anyway, 087-1400-106. Somebody here, Pat from Cork, uh, says RTE will have to sell off 2FM, Lyric FM, RTE Gold and RTE2. Surplus to requirements and no salaries above 120 grand. The gravy train days are over. Somebody else on this photographer in Fair City says 80 grand a year to take four photos a week works out at 385 euro per photo. Ridiculous. Well, it's, I think it's four photos a day it works out. Not exactly back-breaking work, admittedly, but slightly more than uh, that suggests. But yeah, four photos a day uh, gets you an 80 grand a year salary, which Oliver in Kildare has gotten in touch about. Isn't it typical that RTE have a hiring embargo just when I discover my dream job? I have to put the camera away. Oliver, thanks a million. 087. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.